think that your yeah was part of the song <laughs> it was it was that was like a hawaiian chill vibe sort of calypso really jack breeze. johnson meets john yeah, mayer meets, meets john lennon meets, meets lennon parham meets <laughs> thomas lennon meets thomas the tank engine meets, meets thomas middleditch <laughs> meets everything all rolled into one calypso breeze meets meat <gasps> Meets The Deedles, a movie that came out in 1997. That was written, uh, not the movie, the song was written and performed by Tommy Doughty. Tommy Doughty. And if uh, you are doubting that he can sing, you'd be wrong. Nice. Thank you. He's from Canada, which explains uh, a lot. Because <laughs> he said sorry a bunch in his email. Yeah, <laughs> he was apologetic a lot. Uh, so thanks, Tommy, for writing that theme song. Still getting a lot of theme songs. This is episode 163. Wow. So we've probably had over 300 theme songs at this point. Pretty chill. Uh, each one better than the last, which is pretty exciting. So that one is the best one we've received so far. Because it's the last one we heard. Exactly. Can you remember a theme song? Like uh, another theme song? Yeah. The uh, Carly Rae Jepsen parody comes to mind. Uh-huh. The uh, Eminem parody <laughs> comes to mind. Right. Any of Riggs? Um, uh, My Little Sisters oh, yeah. comes to mind. Uh-huh. <laughs> A lot of things come to mind, actually. Mm-hmm. More than anything, they've come to my mind. My, my original eye. theme song. My first theme song. What was that one? If I were you, if I were you, <laughs> if I were you, the show... Starts now. That was your contribution. <laughs> Which honestly wasn't needed, <laughs> nor was it deserved, nor should you have done it. All in all, you shouldn't have done that. You are unearned, undeserved, unwarranted, <laughs> and unwanted. Uh, but if you have your own theme song, please keep sending them in. Uh, we actually get more than we can use. We uh, we have an embarrassment of riches. I'm embarrassed. I'm ashamed of how many songs and we I'm have. proud of how rich I am. Uh, At least my daddy is. But, <laughs> what? I don't have a lot of money, but my daddy does. <laughs> so why are you? My happy? father buys me everything I need, <laughs> motherfucker. Why are you? <laughs> Stop standing so tall when you say that. I'm a little proud. <laughs> So you, you're too. You're a lot proud. You're a little too proud. I guess I'm a little too proud, but I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I'm happy that my father provides for me. I guess it's fine. Be grateful. Don't be happy. Not much to be grateful about. <laughs> Absolutely, there is. No, that would only be if I didn't deserve the money. <laughs> I was born to a rich man. <laughs> Does that make me a bad person? I don't think so. <laughs> so many things you say aren't true. Like you can only be grateful for things you don't deserve. Yeah, like a sunny day. Oh, I'm so grateful it's sunny out. It could have gone either way. Yeah. But 
my dad has money and I better get it. So I'm not really grateful. I'd be actually pretty pissed if he didn't give me money. I sh- another wrong idea. I'm actually thought. a little mad thinking about it. I'm going to Venmo request him. Every once in a while, I don't. I call my mom. I say, "How's it going?" But I keep in touch with my dad through Venmo requests. So, like, what happens? What like, do you I'll do? request him a thousand dollars, and it'll be, and it, you know, the little like for what for you could write in a kale salad or oh yeah, like, like what the memo a, a cable bill or something. Mm-hmm. I just write in a little bag of money with the wings. <laughs> you say for me because I'd have I for money. Need it. For the for for my love, you'll buy it. Oh, so <laughs> whenever you say something bad, you sit up really tall and stare mm. at the ceiling. I guess. <laughs> I know. I'm telling you. At least tilt the microphone up towards you. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> the angle. It's not hitting your mouth. Correctly. I'm also sort of trying to make my mouth really small. Yeah, a little. You you you're trying to become a little angel. <laughs> My daddy's little angel. Uh, so, what is this? This is If I Were You, the only advice podcast on the internet hosted by us. I'm Amir. I'm Jake. We will email us their their questions. They need our advice, and we do our best to offer it on this here program. Sometimes it's just us two, and today it is. Well, Kobe's here, as always. Kobe. Mr. Bryant, have a seat. At least sit down. Doof, doof, doof. That was him bouncing a basketball. Just dribbling in the corner. (laughs) All right, man. Cool. Good on you. Uh, All right. Let's let's start answering questions. I got a pretty interesting one from a teenage boy. Okay. Who I also think is from Canada. A Canadian teenage boy. A Canadian. Shall we call him someone who's famous in Canada? Mike Myers. Writes. Hey guys, I'm a teenage boy who just found out their dad has been reading all the messages I've been sending my girlfriend, as well as all the ones she sent to me. She lives a couple hours away, so our main mode of communication is by text. Normally I text her on a crappy Samsung phone, so there's no real issue. But since we've been out of the country for a couple weeks, I've had to use iMessage on my iPod. Apparently, my dad hooked up his iPad to my iPod over the iCloud... And he's been seeing and reading them all, as I found to my horror when I was unplugging uh, to plug mine into the charger. He doesn't know that I know yet, so how should I confront him about it? I mean, I'm still pretty young, so we've never even talked about relationships, although my girlfriend has visited before. Since what I've been sending is our private property, I think what he's doing is wrong. What should I do? Thanks. Mike Myers. What should I do? Uh, I followed up with this guy. Really? I asked him how old he was. Okay. Because I think there's a difference if you're a young teenager or an old teenager, if your dad is reading your text messages. I would say if he's 14, it's fine. If, if he's 16, it's not. Oh, what about 15? 15 is the cutoff. 15 is borderline. He's 16. Not okay. Really? I don't think it's okay. <laughs> uh, there's another way to think about it that if you're not an adult yet, 18 years old, you're your parents' property. You still are entitled to privacy. True, but it, what I guess what he's doing is not illegal, but it, would you say it's, it's, it's amoral? It's bad parenting. You think so? I would say it's bad parenting to violate your kid's trust like that. 
reading your kids' text message. At age 14, you can I don't read. know. I guess I imagine I would probably do it, too. <laughs> but I would do it in, like, a night, in a much more wholesome... Like, if if they left it out, I'd scroll a little bit. Right. Like, you couldn't help it. Yeah. I wouldn't go to the lengths to spy on my child. But maybe he's not has. going through lengths. It's just a popping up on his iPad. There's, well, there's a world where that just happens because of iMessage. Yeah, yeah, I think that is. With these iMessage, I don't know where the hell my messages are going anymore. Right. Like, they pop up on iPads, they pop up on computers, they pop up on my phone. Right, there's a chance that your dad didn't uh, didn't do this just to spy on you, and that it's just, like, linked to the, to right. the iPad. And now he's just reading he's it. He's, like, linking all the accounts. But maybe he's not even reading it. Maybe they're just coming in. I don't think a dad has that much willpower that he's like, ooh, these iMessages are coming in with me and my son and his girlfriend, and I'm not going to read them. Let's say he is spying on him. Would you say you can confront your father at age 16? Um, I don't know. It would be really hard. I feel like I would probably just disconnect them from the iPad or something. Right. And just like, you know, you don't really ever mention what happened. But right. the dad would probably feel like he got caught. <laughs> the damage was done. You don't confront it anymore. Right. I think what you shouldn't do is like freak out because when you're 16, you, your parents don't respect your opinions yet. You're just a teenager to them. So I think you have to like, if you want to bring it up, you have to like try to be as mature as possible. Like sit down with your father and be like, hey, dad, listen, man, I know you've been reading my iMessages. That's not cool. And then it's like this dad for the Can first time like oh, feels like so he's, weird for when you're no, getting confronted by a teenager. Instead I, of just like, what the fuck are you doing, dad? Then it's like, he can dismiss it well, as you're being crazy. Well, kind of depends on like, how this kid acts all the time. If he like, if really bothers him, he should just act the opposite of what he usually does. Like If he's usually cool and mature and calm, yeah. then he should freak out. Because his dad will be like, wow, I've never seen my kid freak out like that. <laughs> right. Or if he freaks out all the time, then he should have a nice somber conversation. I'm disappointed in you, daddy. Yeah. But I don't know. I think there's a huge chance that the dad is just like... Yeah, I bought your iPod. <laughs> I bought the iPad. You're mine. So I can really pretty much do what I want with you. Uh, You're an eye son to me. But there's also a world where he's like, yeah, I don't care about the dumb messages you're sending. You're your like 15 year old long distance girlfriend. I think they're like dumb and funny. I get, I'll stop reading them. <laughs> I think they're dumb and funny. That's the saddest thing you could say to someone who's having going through his first serious relationship. Right. But I mean, like, there not there a possibility that the dad, none of this means as much to the dad as it does to the kid? Yeah. Not the possibility. That is what it is. It's, right. That's what's happening. Right. So, like, your dad is probably just, he's got this, like, sort of curiosity about it. But right. it's not like he's like, oh, my God, I really want to know, like, how intense this relationship is. Right. He's not, like, snooping. The fact of the matter is, though, that he did violate your privacy. So True. You just say, hey, I don't like that this happened. That seems like a hard level in parenting. Can you stop doing that? How do you decide when to stop snooping on your child? Because there's a level that you just always want to continue doing it, right? You said at age 14, do it, and at age 15, stop it? Uh, no, I, I don't think... I guess I think it's always relatively... You know, give them some semblance of privacy and space. But I think it's like, I, if this kid was like old enough to be like actually sexting with his girlfriend, then right. I think it's like actually fucked up. Right. Because then the dad's like, this would be a good question for your mom. Like, when did she stop snooping on you? Right. I mean, I'm sure she must have snooped on. I do, like, there was never a time when like 
she would find things in my drawer or anything. But every once in a while, there would be something like, oh, the cleaning lady said she found this. And I'd be like, oh, no, uh, Anna, our cleaning lady, is like <laughs> catching me out on all this. Like she found a condom. And now I think about it, I'm like, oh, actually, maybe that was just my mom. Yeah. Don't <laughs> you think of it? We didn't have a cleaning lady. <laughs> yeah. That was the first clue. Uh, yeah. So what would you do? You would just disconnect it, not mention it. I think so. Yeah. I think that's what I would do. I guess I'll I'll say the same. Just just take it away and see if he says anything. And he can't say anything because then he's going to admit to reading them. It's the thing. Right. You took away the thing that he's snooping. He can't be like, oh, I was snooping. How did you, how do, you do that? Yeah. Uh, do you know how to disconnect that stuff? Like your messages come to your phone or to your computer still, do they? Uh, yeah, but I turn them on to do that. I think you could like just go into the preferences and iMessage. <laughs> Uh, so Apple system preferences, um, I think you launched the general app, then go into preferences, iMessages, preferences, account. add account, bonjour is inactive, iMessage, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. then click on enable this account. Oh, and you're getting his text now. Oh, how is this possible? <laughs> uh, all right, cool. Some r- real technical advice. Um, do you want to read another question? Sure. Mm, if I were you. If I were you. Oh, yeah, that was Stony. one of them. I'd tell you what I would do if only I were you. Show.com. Um, oh, this one's fun. It's from a lady. Let's, let's give her another. Oh, this is a lady from England. Oh, what's a famous British lady? A famous British a, a dame. lady, like a oh, a Dame Judy D- Dench, <laughs> or a Dame Edna. Mm, very nice, <laughs> yeah. Or 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 a Dame, uh, uh, a Helen Mirren. Who? A Helen Mirren. Yeah. <laughs> Helen Mirren writes. Hey guys, so I found myself in in somewhat of a pickle, a conundrum if you will. I'm 19 and in my first relationship. Until now I pretty much refused anything more than a casual one night stand with anyone because I'm shit scared of commitment. And I'm definitely punching above my weight with this gorgeous man specimen. The only problem is he's really good friends with this girl I cannot stand. He's made comments about her body, saying things like she has this ideal body type, and saying that I could exercise a bit more to look like her. On top of this, both my friends and his come up to me and ask me how I'm okay with him being that close to her, especially since she makes it pretty obvious that she's super into him. All my boyfriend and I do together is sleep and fuck, which was great until this girl came along, and now I'm starting to wonder if he's not as happy with me as he is with her. So should I just back down and get out of the way of what would probably be a great relationship between them? Because what I really want to do is tell this bitch to back the F off, but I don't want to look like a paranoid, jealous girlfriend that I really am inside. Lots of love from England, Helen Moren. Hmm. Uh, I guess I would break up with him because he told you to exercise. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. An exercise, an exercise comment, and you're like, "This is over." I think he is being gross and manipulative. So yeah, I would probably just dump him. <laughs> All right. What if you were dating someone who was super hot, a super attractive lady? 
Uh, and the trade-off was... Sounds about right so far. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the trade-off was that she was very mean to you always. So all she was is during the day mean to you, but then you would basically sleep with her and then uh, sleep. I guess sleep with her both in the metaphorical way and then a regular way. I wouldn't date that person. Would you try to sleep with them as much as possible before you broke up? No, I just have to sleep with them once and then I would be good. <laughs> You've defeated that level. I just like to see what it's like. What if the sex is so great? Is, is, can sex be so great that it outweighs her being mean to you? Um, why do I have to make her my girlfriend? I couldn't just have sex with her sometimes. Because uh, she's like, I'll only, I'll only sleep with somebody that I'm in a relationship with. Right. I guess like the sex couldn't be so good that it would be better than sex I would have with other people who might like me. So right. I would probably still, yeah, not. <laughs> so it's never worth it. Uh, no. Uh, I, but like, I mean, I have sex with people I dislike all the time, mm-hmm. so I'm not like above that, but I just wouldn't like really commit to a relationship with somebody I didn't like or right. who didn't like me. Oh, that's, yeah. You you can commit to a relationship with someone you don't like. Just as, but, I do that all the time, yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> just the problem is when, when they don't like you. Yeah. Yeah. That's when you can't have that anymore. No. <laughs> Especially because they don't like you anymore. Right. Well, if they're mean to you. Yeah. Uh, so why don't, hey, lady, why don't you, uh, get out now? Although she's, she's, is that just letting this other girl win? Well, this, it's not like the only thing standing in the way of this relationship. We don't know how that other girl feels about the dude. Right. But it seems like she's, she said that it seems like she's super into him. Uh, I, I think make your own decision. Like, you don't have to think about their relationship. Make your own decision based on how you feel about this guy, not how he might feel about this girl and how she might feel about him. Uh, if you are unhappy with this dude, then you, you can break up with him. If you're unhappy only because you are secretly jealous of this girl, then maybe you could just mention that to him. Say, hey, that girl makes me feel jealous, but... You know, do it in a tactful, nice way that doesn't make you sound like you're paranoid. Does does she have a gripe with the girl? Uh, I guess I don't think so. Can she be mad at the girl? Can you be mad at a guy that's going after your lady? It's all kind of irrational, isn't it? That girl didn't necessarily do anything, but jealousy doesn't matter. Like, jealousy just makes you hate that person. I think you should probably recognize that those feelings that you have aren't genuine hatred. They're Mm. more, like, inside you. And if anything, (laughs) your boyfriend is being this shitbag because he's the one that's, like, feeding into the jealousy Uh by saying, like, you could look like her if you exercise. (laughs) Right. He probably knows that he's making you a little jealous. Right. So, I don't know. It sounds like a pretty fucked up situation. Your boyfriend kind of sucks. <laughs> but God damn it, he's a gorgeous specimen. Would you say attractive dudes are worse people than unattractive dudes? No, there's plenty of awful, ugly guys too. Oh, so you can be ugly and also mean. Right. I That's think the like, worst you could be. Yeah, ugly and mean. Uh, ugly inside and out is pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's as bad as it gets but like also being hot on the outside and really ugly on the inside is pretty bad too because you can use your powers for more evil, evil things i think right if you're ugly and mean you're just sort of sad of you yeah but if you're hot and mean you can like infiltrate and really yeah. take things down from the inside <laughs> you'll be a virus uh-huh. you attach yourselves to people right. and drag them down with you ugly ugly is like a cold yeah and- 
hot ugly is uh, a cancer oh i see and mm-hmm. so ugly ugly is almost good because it's like two negatives it yeah it's like you positive. bump up to an ugly ugly and you're like oh get the fuck away from me and yeah. you know it's like they yeah. don't really affect you too yeah. much but hot ugly is like yeah. hey come here and then like oh no you're hurting me from the inside oh. like, that's no good well what about ugly hot ugly Oh, ugly on the outside, hot, hot on, on the, the inside. inside. Well, that's not anything. That's nice. That's just like, it's a little tough for the ugly, hot person. I think that's what a lot of people are, is ugly, ugly on the outside, hot on the inside. Uh, that's, I think that's the ideal. No, I, the ideal is hot, <laughs> hot, hot, hot. Of course. Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but I think second best. Guess is, which one I am, motherfucker. Hot, ugly. The one that you said was the worst. No. <laughs> <laughs> douchebag i'm actually a good person yeah it's oh so fuck you're off with that <laughs> sounds like you're mean to me <laughs> um so in this this punnett square we've created don't be don't be hot ugly and don't be ugly ugly so let's rank them best hot hot second best. of course it's the best obviously <laughs> that means you're hot and you're good Second best, ugly hot. You're ugly. Hey, but at least that's on the genetic. Inside, you got hot, a, you, you got a hot heart. You're heating what you can control. If mm-hmm. you're ugly, that's I'm sorry. You're 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 four foot two and balding. <laughs> like that's the lot you were dealt. You can't change that. You can always well. You could always exercise though. Yeah, you could be so you could be like four two bald, but like pretty stacked. Yeah, like cut. You can be cutting that. Uh, you can always be cut. Worse than that, would you say, is, uh, what's, oh, is worse, oh, no, worse than that is ugly, ugly. Yep, ugly on the outside, ugly on the inside. You're a, you're a bad-looking, objectively bad-looking human, and then also in addition to that, you are a mean. person. You're a meanie. You've let it affect you. Suddenly. ugly meanie. Uh Uh-huh. And then the the worst Worst of of all. all. (laughs) Hot, ugly. Which is the dichotomy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the, the, genus species homo the erectus the outer truth with the inner lie <laughs> the the candy that that is it, poison on the inside yes, so people the apple with you. the razor blade mm-hmm. nobody's gonna eat a cactus because it looks dangerous Mm-mm. you want that's fine but you can be a what? cactus now but you will eat a a, a poison strawberry won't that's you? right you look sweet yep. but uh-oh or, or uncooked, now i've got ringworm yeah uncooked chicken Yep. Well, so, that doesn't look good on the outside. Okay, really. so cooked on the outside, raw on the inside, and there suddenly you have you okay. have giardia. I see. Yep. Three to four weeks. You are a giardia man. <laughs> this girl dates a giardia man. <laughs> Pumpkin, you're dating a dillweed. Well, what are you playing with there? <laughs> okay, it's a little game. <laughs> it's actually kind of fun. <laughs> How it? many times in a row can I hit this top bar with it? Okay. One, two, three. <laughs> I could um, probably do it forever. Yeah. <laughs> There's a clip on the mic stand, and you just flick it up. Look at the flick of the wrist. Yeah, you guys, y'all got to come over and see this game. <laughs> it's actually I missed. <laughs> Shit. Uh, all right, let's take a quick break now. Oh wait, what should she do? Leave. Go away from the hot ugly. Yeah. Hot ugly. He's the worst one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so scram, scram, <laughs> buddy. <laughs> Uh, let's take a break, thank a few more sponsors, then we'll be back with more If I Was I shit. We should change the name of the show, you're right. If I Was I. If I Was I. (laughs) If I Was I. 
Thank you to Helix for sponsoring this episode of our show. Yes, you know I love Helix. Jake, you have a Helix mattress. I sleep on one every night. Yes, that's true. How is that for a vote of confidence slash approval? Mm-hmm. I love it. I love my Helix. So you know already that Helix Sleep has a quiz that just takes two minutes to complete and matches your body type and sleep preference to the perfect mattress for you. Yes, I took the quiz. I took it with my wife because they can they can blend the two sides of the mattress so she can have a soft and I can have a firm. Oh, very nice. Now that's the goat. I remember you guys yes. got into a huge fight while taking the test, right? It was, yeah, it was a blow up. It was a blow up fight, but we were going through other shit. <laughs> we had other shit. Helix Sleep was... It wasn't just Yeah, that. okay. It was a Awarded the number one best overall mattress uh, pick of 2019 by GQ and Wired. So it's not just us. Cool. GQ and Wired likes them too. Yeah, and I'm happy to get into the details of the fight so people can win. It doesn't matter who's who's. Yeah, right that that part okay. doesn't matter. All right, sure. You just go to Helix. Yeah, no. yeah. Just go to HelixSleep.com/slash. If I were you, you take that two minute sleep quiz. You don't necessarily have to get into a mm-hmm. fight with anybody while you're doing. Just take that two minute quiz. To, but some people, and, <laughs> some people are spoiling for a fight sometimes. Yeah. And that's part of the issue. Okay. Yeah, they'll match you with a customized mattress that'll give you the best sleep of your life. And now. Right now, they're offering our listeners $200 off all mattress orders. That's pretty good. Whoa, that's huge. To get that coupon, all you got to do is go to helixsleep.com slash if I were you. That's helix, H-E-L-I-X, sleep.com slash if I were you for up to $200 off. Damn. Thank you, Helix. Thank you to Allform for sponsoring this episode of our show. Oh, yeah, baby. Well, if you've been listening to the show, you know we love our Helix mattresses. Correct. So, in an exciting turn of events, Helix has gone beyond the bedroom and started making sofas. What? They just launched a new company called Allform, and they're starting to make premium customizable sofas and chairs shipped right to your door. Major, you park your ass on an Allform, don't you? You got one of those. Yeah. They sent me a sofa, a couch, and it was incredibly big and roomy and sturdy. It was firm but fair. It was fancy and great, and it came in boxes, and I assembled it myself in less than an hour. Good on you, brother. It was all done with fast, free shipping, and there's nobody in your house putting it together. It's just you, and it just doesn't take that much effort or time. That's good. That's good for these current days where I, I don't want strangers in my house. Exactly. And they also have a forever warranty that's literally forever. So you can find your perfect oh. sofa today at allform.com slash if I were you. Allform.com slash if I were you. Yeah. And that'll give you 20% off your couch order. Actually, off all orders. Damn. Damn. So if you're in the market for a new couch or chair and you don't want anybody in your home, uh, check them out. You can get 20% off your order by going to allform.com slash if I were you. Oh, yeah, baby. Thanks, Allform. Today, or uh, we're releasing this. I shouldn't say today. You can listen to it at your own pace. Uh, we're releasing this on Monday, July 20th. We're coming to Montreal this week. Montreal! Montreal, oui. Uh, je m'appelle Amir. Je m'appelle Amir. Fromage, fromage. Oui, bonjour. J'ai un bon sens, fromage, s'il vous plaît. People are discarding their tickets. They're all on StubHub. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, we're going to be hosting comedy shows on Thursday and Friday, and then also doing a live podcast on Saturday. Let's get. I'm, I'll put the, all that information up on ifiwereyoushow.com because it's a lot to take in. Mm-hmm. But uh, the best thing you can do is just get a badge for the Just for Laughs Comedy Festival. 
see a whole ton of shows. And uh, as long as you get there early enough, you can get into ours as well. I think individual tickets to our show is sold out, but you can get in with that that hall pass. Get out, get in on that pass, dog. Uh, which is the same for our October show in Toronto. Toronto. Uh, you can still get in with our uh, festival pass. Do we have any other shows? Not none that we can announce yet. Yeah, but, but there's we're, we're some hoping to come. Up. We're hoping to come back to New York City. To the East Coast. Yeah, the Beast Coast. Exactly. The home of our very first live podcast. <gasps> Which Brooklyn. was where? Oh, back when it was just me, you, six people in the crowd. Everyone's confused. Janitor locking up. First time I ever got drunk on stage. And now I do it a lot. <laughs> now it's a problem. <laughs> now it's an issue. Uh, shout out to, uh, let's just say our subreddit. Great, great community of fans over there. If you haven't checked it out, reddit.com slash r slash Jake and Amir, r slash Jake and Amir. Um, Jake also has a really, I think, thought-provoking Instagram account. No. I really do think it provokes oh, thought. On, dude. Let I me, Is it? can I do it? Would it be a disservice for me to load it right now and Please, just say the thoughts don't. that I provoke? We have a show to host, man. <laughs> you asked me to do this. Instagram.com. <laughs> there it is. Right. It. Don't. Oh, come on, dude. All right. Um, so. Oh, don't. <laughs> do not. Right off the bat, there's a picture of your buddy Mike in a, a field of flowers. That is, yeah. To say that it provokes thought is so interesting like i guess i it's i'm thinking for what sure. is art what is art it's it's this relative is asymmetrical it's like it's, i wouldn't have chosen this filter or the framing but like yeah. i would have divided it exactly in half it looks a little just it is not it, it looks is uneven. exactly in half it's it is not, exactly now because it's like not even two-thirds it's sort of like oh this. you mean the lower it's lower yeah that was a choice i know and i, I, I i'm i do know that it was a choice but i think it was an incorrect choice it, it was not an incorrect choice you want to do second picture, you want to do all fields second you picture. don't want no, to want to do half and half to get a sense half to get a sense of the wide open sky yeah you want to do half and oh, half wide so open what, you get a sense sky. of all the earth i don't think so yeah dude. you do just a bed of flowers <laughs> and a wide open sky infinite possibilities fuck off you're wrong what else you got uh, second picture, Mike again. I wouldn't go back to back with the same subject. Oh yeah, you got to have a little. You're not. Variety. You're not a true artist if you don't have a muse, baby. <laughs> uh, this picture is way too dark. All right, if we're doing this, I'll, wearing, I'll, I'm going to upload your Instagram. He's, he's, he's I'm going to check out your Instagram real he's, quick. He's wearing a hat, so you can't really see. There's a top light. It's too shady. I don't even know what he's holding in his mouth. This. Here, one of his arms is lit. The other is not. Mike is an artist. He's an artiste. He's an auteur. He's a cinematographer. He would never allow this. I can see for a fact he would not put a picture like this up. It's completely uneven. It's completely unintentional. It's unnecessary. It's All right, untoughtful. your last picture is a screenshot of a seamless <laughs> web order. I th- Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, yeah. And uh, before you have two two pictures of your own face in your last six. Oh, three pictures in your last seven or your last eight. Sorry. Uh, I, I, it, this is it, it's disgusting. It's deplorable. It's a Yo, shout out picture. to yourself. It's a TBT. Oh wow. Here's one. Here's one picture of you with with two pictures of your own face in it. Where. <laughs> Well, that's a before and after. It was me at age 18, me at age 31. It shows the transition of time. I think it's kind of interesting to look at one subject really, over in one really shot. Really interesting, Here's dude. a picture of you. Here's a picture of you with a tattoo. Here's a picture of you kissing a lady. Here's a picture of your There's feet. a picture of me kissing a lady? Yeah. Where? At that wedding. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was my chick, man. <laughs> that was your main squeeze that night. <laughs> 
you're you're shit, man. You're shit, mate. <laughs> you're absolutely. You're your, shit. your Instagram's gone downhill, Blumenfeld. Uh, you overpost. They're all pictures of your own face. <laughs> you overpost and you underdeliver. Uh, I'm sorry uh, to my. Hold on, this is so petty. Like, of course why it am is. I even? bringing this up i do apologize to my forty-three thousand followers and to and i'm sure they appreciate and, I'm, I'm, they appreciate that and i also uh want to give a shout out to your thirty-four thousand followers all right and to the nine thousand of you that follow me and not jake toda namaste to you you're i like you all God's if you're listening work. to follow me on instagram and show amir <laughs> who's got the more thoughtful instagram <laughs> Who, who spends a little more time with their filters and who doesn't just willy-nilly post screenshots of their seamless web orders? That was a joke. That I, I told you are a story. Joke. Your entire account is a joke. <laughs> uh, Jesus, man. At <laughs> uh, Jake Hurwitz on Instagram and Adamir. If y'all are, ain't part of the game, please join us. You know what I did recently? I made my account private. Why? I don't know. I wanted to see what it would do. So now you have to ask, request to follow me. Really? Yeah. I don't know how long it'll last, but uh, it's kind of interesting personally vetting every single person that tries to follow me. It also keeps people like people who are lurking, who never followed me, and sort of force them into requesting. Oh, that's interesting. I, I, I opened up a public museum, and then I started charging for it. So you're, you're trying to stop people from, like, they ju- who just sort of, like, search. Yeah, casually. Search They're like, oh, like, I'm trying to see this. Yeah, now it's like, oh, who are you? It's a real game. Yeah. Film. It's a real, everything's <laughs> a game to you. My art's for free. I don't it, do it for the followers. I agree. I, it is worth nothing. It is worthless. It is free. Sunsets are free, too. (laughs) But you know what's not free? A fucking rad-ass Ferrari. And for me to have that and for you you to drive a... You drive a Mazda 6. How dare you? (laughs) No one can know that. That was for you. Uh, All right. Let's let's get to one last question. (laughs) After that emotional catharsis. Uh oh, there's an is another lady that I followed up with. This lady is from Texas. How about a famous Texan, <laughs> Dolly Parton? <laughs> Yeehaw! Let's see where Dolly Parton is from. Oklahoma. <laughs> is it Oklahoma? Tennessee. Shit. Born in Tennessee. Let's see if I can guess someone who was born in Texas. Annie Oakley. Annie, are you Oakley? Ohio. Whoa, I was way off. This is just where they were born. Okay, um, I, I got one. Yeah. Um, Barbara Bush. Whoa, Barbara Bush was born in New York City. Fuck me. Uh, that was a good guess. Thank you. Laura Bush. Oh, fuck, of course. <laughs> Midland, Texas. Fuck you, dude. Fuck you for the alley-oop. <laughs> I was going to say Laura Bush. Does LeBron James slam one down and then look to his teammate who passed it and say, fuck you? (laughs) Emotionally, yeah, kind of. Uh, All right. Laura Bush writes, 
Hello, Jake and Amir. First off, would like to say how much I like your show. Thank you. With that being said, I need some help. I recently took a trip out to L.A. with my cousin and his family. As luck would have it, I met a pretty nice guy on my last day there. My last day! Ugh. Anyway, we met up for a couple of drinks and talked for a few hours and ended up having a pretty good makeout session. Okay, a very good makeout session. But eventually I had to go. Needing to finish up packing and getting ready for my trip back home. When we left, we kept discussing things and kept in touch. And we've recently texted a few times back and forth since then. But the question is, is it completely delusional to think that this could go anywhere? We only spent a few hours together, and now there are three states between us. It seems like this type of situation doesn't tend to end well. I know you guys have discussed long-distance relationships before, but any help you could provide would be greatly appreciated. Thank you. Laura Bush. Then I emailed her back, and I asked some follow-up questions. How old are you? How old is she? How old is he? What state do you live in? How did you meet him? Because I want to know, like, how do you meet someone? Is this something you're starting to do? Emailing people back? I guess so. It happened twice in this episode. Because I had some questions. Uh, How do you meet someone when you're in L.A. as you're leaving? And she says, I'm 27 and I live in Texas. He's 30. Unfortunately, the way we met is pretty boring. I was standing outside of a restaurant waiting for my family. And he asked if I knew the time because his phone had died. I let him know and he thanked me and asked where I was from, saying that he was blown away by how nice I was being. And that I, uh, I seemed very genuine so that I couldn't be from L.A. It seemed like a stretch since he only asked me for the time, but he was cute. So I agreed to have a drink with him. Thanks for responding. That's pretty cool. He got a date. He's a after, real smooth operator. After asking someone for the time. Oh, he's a real smooth criminal. <laughs> oh, nice. Same thing. Uh, so, what do you think? Should she entertain this or just cut it off? Of course, it's not like nothing's really going to happen, but maybe she'll have sex with him one day. <laughs> maybe one day, if you're lucky, you'll fuck. Like, maybe she'll be back here. Maybe he'll be there. Like, something will happen if you guys stay in touch and if you stay liking each other. But it doesn't seem... Like, you always idealize people in this situation. This is the best he'll ever be. You had one awesome three-hour sesh with him. Yeah. I kind of... Part of me thinks that, like, guys that are that good at talking to people and, like, getting a date... Like, he... That's pretty much what he's good for. Oh, I don't he's, think he's gonna... He would be a good... Uh, maybe I'm... I'm definitely speculating yeah. too much. <laughs> You're saying he's hot ugly. I think he, he might, might be, be hot, hot ugly. ugly, which is fine. It's cool to make out with him. You could even have sex with him if you want. <laughs> but I feel like if you're that smooth, if you're like that you go up to somebody because your phone's dead and then end up making out with them. Yeah. You're like, I, that must mean he probably is a little bit of an asshole. He's got to be a, at least a little slimy. <laughs> do you see some of yourself in him? Is that why you're so sure? No, I never do anything like that. But he's, you're like, this guy's so charming. He must be bad on the inside. Uh, I think no, no. I don't see any of myself in a guy like this. So I'm a different kind of bad. He's a he's sort of a he he's a charming kind of scary guy. To he's get a involved. snake oil salesman. He's a con artist. Yeah, a matchstick. I man. think he's a. I think that's what it is. But I also don't want to judge too much. I think she's asking just if we if we think she's delusional for seeing a future with him. And yes, that's the <laughs> but that is you, there is no real good future with this guy. <laughs> would you say that for anybody that met after one date that there's no future? Like, why is there no future with this guy? Because they else? live in Texas. This guy. Uh, <laughs> Probably just hangs out outside that restaurant with a dead phone all right. the time. 
<laughs> oh, dead phone Sammy? Yeah, yeah, let me guess. He asked you for the time. Tell you what, just actually, just press the little circle button. Yeah, yeah. see, there you go. It was, it was off. <laughs> it's never dead. You notice he's also wearing a watch. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. actually a good game right there. Do you know what time it is? Great. Awesome icebreaker. Right. Uh, but what about the few times that this does end up in a loving relationship? It's funny, you're supposed to be the romantic and I'm supposed to be the pragmatic one, but you're saying don't go for it, you guys don't live in the same city. And I'm like, oh, maybe it's worth the risk. Even if it's one in a thousand, isn't it worth? Because the actual potential reward is a lifetime of having this guy in your life who might be your soulmate. Yeah, but if you're being practical, then you're you're telling her to write off every single guy that she lives closer to and could have like an actual connection with. So why don't you pursue this guy while still pursuing other guys? Go for this guy, but don't shut yourself off. You don't have to be exclusive with this guy. You just have to like, you know, pretend like it's an open relationship. See him if you can. If you don't, you have other guys in Texas. Don't close off yourself from other opportunities. But this kind of thing is always like you're looking at it through rose-colored glasses. Like Actually, I do. One, have, I got rose-colored glasses. You yeah, see? they do not 10%. look good. You look like a, like a weird flower child. <laughs> Circular pink roses lenses. Uh, why? Because you're saying if you are investing any time and energy in this, then you're not fully committed to... I don't even think it's about fully committed. Like, it's just so, it's just like kind of pointless. Like, what are you going to, you're going to like, yeah, you're shutting yourself out from other things because you're thinking about somebody that lives in California that you met once. Right. I understand because I've been there, but not to any avail. (laughs) I'll tell you that right now. It's almost like if you buy a lottery ticket in California, don't quit your job in Texas. Right. Like, it's cool to think about it. Like, enjoy this romanticized vision that you have. Like, think about him. Fantasize him about, about him. Cool. Totally. But, but you, what about texting him? That's fine, too. I just don't think it's ever gonna, going to really materialize into anything except for maybe, like, a little tryst or a fling. Mm, well, that could be fun, too. Totally. But, that, but then why subject yourself to a, a, a flight back to L.A. or an L.A. flight back for him to Texas? Won't that just get you deeper and deeper into this relationship? Or it will be, like, cathartic to, like, finally fuck, now that, like, since you've been thinking about it so much. And the sex won't be as good as you built it up in your head, and you'll go home and you'll say, you know what? That guy was not all I cracked him up to be, but I'm glad that I saw him again. Yeah. <laughs> is it just a guy thing that's like, oh, once we had sex, like I'm, my interest level is much less, or do girls also go through that experience? I think it depends on the sex. It depends on the gender, or it depends on the sex that sex you itself. had. So if the sex is great, both parties will want more. Yeah, I should have, like, it would be nice to actually talk to somebody who studies this kind of thing, like mm-hmm. in di- the different genders, but it kind of seems like... Uh, if the sex is good, like even if the sex is good, the guy can still disconnect, but then it's harder for the girl too. Yeah. Like all these stereotypes, I wonder if any of them are true or is it just offensive to think any of them are real? But what if some of them are real? I thought it was like a biological fact that like women, when they have an orgasm, they release some sort of like chemical that uh, makes them feel bonded to someone and guys don't. Right. But I don't know if like that was just some dumb GQ article that I read or if it's a fact. Right. So that's why I'm saying that like if the sex is really good and like both people have an orgasm, then it's like harder for uh, the woman to disconnect. So if I were you, what would you do? Text, try to see this lady or guy one more time? Or I would, yeah, I'd probably like go hard at trying to fuck them once and then, and then kind of be done with it. Uh, I would, I would, I would also see it through. It might be fun to have one or two more activities with this dude, but don't actually uh, close yourself off from anything that's happening in Tejas. Yeah, I'm with that. 
or you could just move to LA for him. Like next time you see him, you have a bag. Uh, you have a, you have a packed bag. Right. Yeah. Don't do that. Uh, also, it's interesting that she said to, she went to LA with her cousin and his family. Isn't that your family? Mm. I went yeah. to, with my cousin and his mom. With my cousin and his aunt, which is my mom. <laughs> I went to LA with my cousin and his aunt. <laughs> Uh, all right. Thanks for writing in, Laura Bush. Uh, and thanks for writing in everybody else. Uh, that email address, if you have your own questions, is if I were you show at gmail.com. Uh, that's also the email address if you have theme song submissions. We're also still needing Facebook image thumbnails for all you visual artists out there, ideally in a 600 by 315 resolution. But we will take what we can get. Uh, thank you for listening to this show. Thank you for enjoying this program. Thank you for uh, occasionally telling your friends about it. And we'll be back next Monday, every week, forever. Toda. Bye. Oh, wait, 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 shit. The closing theme song, the opening one, was written by Tommy Dowdy. And this closer was written by Carl. So thank you, Carl. Good night. Got problems, send them to Jake and Amir at If I Were You. It's a podcast show made by two cool dudes. Yeah, it's If I Were You. You got problems, send them to Jake and Amir at If I Were You. It's a podcast show made by two cool dudes. Yeah, it's If I Were You. Hmm.